From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. Good evening, Mr. Dickinson. How are you? I'm good. How are Excellent. you? Excellent. Very well. Thank you very much. Uh, you probably don't know this stat, but that was your 43rd regular season win. You've done it all in 57 games. And I, I got to ask you, you know, obviously it's regular season. It's not a playoff game. But but where does this one rank for you? Because uh, that's memorable because you do it right in Regina. You do it with the depleted lineup. You, you do it coming in as a huge underdog and you get to beat your brother on top of it. I didn't know we were a huge underdog, though. I, uh, I don't. That's what I. I don't pay attention. But uh, no, it was a nice win. I'm not going to say. Uh, I'm just plugging away with the rest of the guys. We feel like we're trying to build ourselves. Uh, we know we've got a long road. It's early, but uh, we want to stay on top of that 500 record. We want to always be with a winning record. We want to try to gain momentum. We knew it was going to be tough. We knew going in there, we had a lot of things going against us. Um, guys didn't uh, worry about what we didn't have. We worried about what we did have. We had some good football players making plays, and I think the confidence was still there, which is good. Um, you know, now we've come a couple wins in a row. Make sure we're just uh, doing the little things and, and taking care of details, and that's how we we won the last. Uh, two weeks at least. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because we, we always talk about improvements week to week, and, and your O-line was obviously better in this game, and, and defensively, that D-line stepped up. Well, I mean, that's the formula to win. I mean, it's not that complex. It's just, can you do it week in, week out? And, you know, the other thing, we caught them on a five-dayer. Um, we <laughs> Not to look forward too far, but we have three five-day weeks this year. Um, and you, what happens, I think, is if you can get on them early and you can wear them out, I mean, the body just doesn't recover. And I don't, I don't know if people are listening like five days, that's to be enough to recover. It really is tough on those guys. I mean, the amount of collisions they have. I, I honestly think a football game is the equivalent of 10 hockey games. It really is. And and uh, they talk about how you get beat up, and uh, it's very difficult uh, to, to feel fresh. And that's why sometimes having some new blood in there on short weeks isn't a bad idea. But we got after them early. We had the ball first, you know, first quarter, 12 minutes. Um, you know, did have a little bit of a hiccup, definitely coming out of the second half. They get the big kickoff return uh, score we stall then we get the penalty putting us on the two-yard line and and we had that 108-yard drive that was huge Uh, aided by a penalty uh, to get us going got us out of our own little uh, end there but I thought right there we kind of took control of the situation again and felt good about our chances to win there's always two or three or even four or five turning points in a football game. And, and, and I look back at that game, and it was a five-point game in the third quarter. And Fraser Sopic, the rookie, he comes up with that huge sack, and he really just crushed the life out of the riders in that game, took the momentum right away from them. For, for me, that's, that was a huge point of the game. How, how did you see that one? Well, the kid was in for 14 plays, and he had four tackles and a sack. I mean, um, I mean, he's a football player. He's doing a great job. Um, he just shows up. You know, there ultimately, uh, uh, he doesn't feel he has limitations. We look at size and speed and all that. We might see uh, other things, but uh, he's always been that size. Always had those skill set, and he's always been able to perform. And in his mind, it doesn't have to change. And you know he's got a lot of confidence. It's obviously um, not as easy with those big boys, but he's he's finding a way. He went right through the running back, a good blocking running back with that sack, and 
he's important for us. It was a good find. I mean, a fourth-round pick, that, that certainly uh, he's been uh, much more than that. Well, you know, we, we can talk about a lot of individual efforts, and I know it's a team game, so it, it's tough to single out individuals. But, you know, the, the fans want to talk about Nick Arbuckle because, uh, as you said, a very impressive opening drive. You got momentum with uh, with Nick running the show. Completes 19 of 22. And, and, and a lot of the time, it, it's about opportunity. I, I, I remember back in the day when, you know, Doug Flutie leaves with an elbow injury, and we know Doug Flutie's one of the best-ever quarterbacks in the Canadian Football League in the NFL, but a guy like Jeff Garcia got a shot. I, I'm not not saying that Nick's in that category just yet, but at least uh, the organization has to breathe a little relief because uh, that was that was a pretty nice start. It is. I mean, we've been working with him for a while. Um, you know, I got to give Ryan Dinwiddie credit there. Uh, you know, he's, have, he's the quarterback coach, and uh, we've had some pretty good quarterback play. Uh, obviously, um, we didn't know exactly how Nick would do. Uh, I did feel. Even in the off season, that if he needed to play, uh, we could win games with Nick, and and he he's exceeded my expectations. But he has to make sure he stays simple and does the little things. And uh, one of the things I think different maybe for himself and and maybe a guy that's played a bunch is sometimes you just kind of make the simple play. You're not looking to do the fancy play. And I do think sometimes that can the ball can kind of find the right receiver a little easier. And you're not trying to do too much. You're just letting the defense. Uh, dictate where to throw the ball you're checking the ball down to your running backs who uh, ran super hard I mean even Ante on his one his second and 13 he gets a three yard pass he runs over four guys uh, to get the first down all three of our running backs uh, really ran the ball well and and hard so uh, you know let your guys work for you a little bit and that makes your job easier well, the running game was a sore spot the first couple of weeks, and, and no disrespect to to Don Jackson, it just it just wasn't effective. Kadeem Carey and and Terry Williams, obviously with a different look. Uh, wh- why was the running game so much more effective this week? Well, I mean, we did some different things too. I've got to be fair uh, to Don. We were doing some different schemes, some trying to do some different things because we we realized the first two weeks maybe what what we'd done in the past wasn't always working, and we needed we need to try some new things. And uh, you know, that's uh, Pat. Delmonico's world did a nice job, uh, um, schemed up some different run plays for us, some, uh, had some good communication. But first and foremost, the running backs ran hard. The O-line handled the movement and the noise excellent, which is tough. When I say movement, their D-lines, they always slanting all over the place. And the best way to stop that is to play with your eyes but play vertical. And we were able to move them, um, get our guys up into that next level. And uh, we ran hard. You know, Terry, I thought, ran behind his pads better than he has in his career. So that was impressive because um, he, he's obviously fast and has a lot of speed and all that. But he really ran behind his pads and has impressed with uh, Kadeem. A debut. He certainly looked apart. I'll be honest with you, Coach. I was a touch concerned, you know, with Micah Johnson up against maybe a, you know a young Ryan Sevier. Uh, and, and again, it's so tough for for the for the average eye to grade out the offensive line. But but how did how did young Ryan do? Because I, I know he struggled the first couple of games. Yeah, he took a nice step forward, real nice step, and he's growing. I don't know why I expect everyone to be at this all-star level right away because he didn't play at all last year, uh, basically. Um, And he's doing a nice job. I think he's in his familiar spot, which is guard. Uh, We tried to go center, and he he can do it. But ultimately, that kind of held him back in camp because we we were going to go that way, and it didn't go didn't work out. Um, but he made a nice step. He's got a long way to go, and he knows that. But uh, the improvements there, he's taking the coaching, he's seeing it, he's getting more confident. He's always been a physical kid. He he's strong as heck. I mean, he really he he 
enjoys that side of football, which um, for me, having offensive linemen, they, they want to play the physical game. That's half the battle. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, defensively, you know, we, we can single out a lot of people. You know, Mike Rose, Chris Kasher, I, I thought they were excellent. Corey Greenwood, you know, everybody's saying Alex who because, you know, C- Corey Greenwood right now leading the Canadian Football League with, with 25 tackles. But, boy, uh, the star of the show in the first three weeks for your team has been Trey Roberson. Five interceptions. Uh, could have had six, but he had the one called back, uh, the pick six against BC. Uh, what is he doing so well? Uh, he's he's seeing the field and he's he's taking his film study. Um, and he's really he's a ball hawk and he's 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 taking advantage of his opportunities. Um, you're right. I mean, just it's pretty a uh, great start. Um, you know, we'll see how many balls go his way. Uh, I'm not gonna say people are gonna quit throwing at him. I mean, Delvin Bro is pretty good, and a lot of people are throwing a ball at him. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey's making the plays count. Uh, obviously, he still has you know obviously some misses here and there, but I really believe his communication is excellent. He was playing with a different boundary half. Uh, Raheem uh, replaced Smitty, and and uh, there's a lot that goes on between those two. Players. Players, and it's pretty easy with Smitty over there because they're they've been around each other. But for those two guys to to work together and and for Trey to come up with another pick for this one a pick six, uh, two picks I guess, but one a pick six, showing you that he's putting in the film study, he's doing the work, and he's also uh, taking advantage of his opportunities. Okay, so so I asked you off the top, uh, you know, where this win ranked all time for you as far as the regular season. You didn't really want to go down that path. Uh, you are now third place you know, on the Stampeders all-time coaching list. And, and you know, you're a long ways to catch, you know, Huff and Wally Buono. Uh, did you even follow that stat at all, Coach? Uh, no, but I'll... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I just started head coaching. Yeah. So um, you never know when the ride, you know, is over, but you take advantage of your situation and uh, very fortunate. I, like, I got a great staff. I mean, we've been working together a long time. We're starting to lose a few guys, but, but we definitely uh, are finding ways to replace them offensively um you know we seem to you know we've just been together for a while now and we find a way to to kind of play off each other uh the one thing that you'll never you know maybe you'll find other stats but i just feel like we're all connected there's not a defense offense special teams it's just we we're doing our jobs together and that uh you know as a head coach you are a product of your staff your players as well scouting department but um you know, we're fighting it. We're going to go hard, and, and we understand this year might be different, but we've been telling people that that doesn't mean we're not going to show up and play well each and every week and and to figure out where we're going here uh, week to week. Uh, you may not want to answer this question, but uh, if if you don't, I respect it. Uh, what did you say to your brother after the game? I just said football is kind of crazy. You know, they played so well the week before. Um, emotions is such a major part of the game. Sometimes when you have a good week, you just don't have that same drive. And because we didn't play well the week four, I mean, we did win, but we didn't have a good game at all. And uh, you know, just got to get back out there and, and find a way to to, to keep guys uh, locked in, motivated. I mean, he'll figure it out. But I mean, he's he's kind of in the same boat we are. Backup quarterback. I mean, Cody looked great for two weeks, and that's why I don't want to get too far ahead of myself with Nick. You've got to keep doing it. You've got to keep putting those uh, uh, those drives on the board and points on the board and, and getting it done week in, week out. That's how you become a top player in this league. So it was short. I mean, I had dinner with him, and we talked. I asked him if he – it was different. He thought yes, but he he thought it was it was good. It was things were going well. I I do think 
sometimes when you're a head coach, you end up sometimes dealing with things that you don't necessarily like, problems and personnel injuries, that sort of stuff. Um, you know, as you're just a, a coordinator, you kind of just lock into football. That's what we love. So, uh, yeah. And then the media is, is, is a joy as well, especially <laughs> when you're not doing well. So he'll handle it. He's got a good uh, attitude and, uh, you know, he just, he'll just go to work. Hey, Coach, uh, we're going to take a quick time out here, as we always do. We're going to open up to the uh, the fans. I've already got a bunch of texts of uh, people that want to uh, ask you some questions. So you know the numbers. If you want to chat with Head Coach Dave Dickinson, easy to call, easy to text. One number does it all, 403-974-8255. Give me a follow on Twitter at Sports on 770. My email address, jock at 770chqr.com. He's the coach. The Coach's Show is brought to you by Tom's House of Pizza, where pizza lovers feel at home with locations in Calgary and in Okotoks. Your chance to talk to head coach Dave Dickinson after a big win against the Saskatchewan Roughriders. Let's go to the phone lines first. Uh, Gerald, you're on the air with Coach Dave. Hey, Coach. Just want to ask you about, uh, you know, I'm really impressed with Mike Klukas. And a okay. guy that's not talked about a lot, you know, you don't hear about him a lot, but he made a couple of really big catches. Just want your take on uh, what he's doing and how he fits into the whole overall picture. Yeah. Well, we've been impressed as well. I mean, uh, we were impressed last year, and he broke his hand there with our, some practice roster, so he had to go get healthy. He came back uh, stronger. He's, he's got good speed. He he loves the game. The guys love him, too. I mean, he's, he's really one of the favorites. Uh, and so for him, I do think he takes a little while to get his confidence going in actual games. I mean, he, he hadn't played, but um, last two weeks he's been excellent, and he looks very much at home. Um, our quarterbacks have faith that he's going to make that play for him, and I agree with you. I thought, uh, you know, he really had one of the better games for our receiving core this week. Uh, great speed, too, doesn't he, Coach? Uh, is, yeah, but, you know, there are a lot of fast guys in this league. Yep. Um, you can't sleep on him. There's no doubt about it. But, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, I think, you know, there's stereotypes out there. And <laughs> let's be honest, uh, you know, they probably see that uh, white Canadian receiver and they, they don't believe that he's going to be able to run as fast as he does. But there's a lot of fast guys in our league. So he certainly, what I like about him, though, he's mixing it up, blocking, he's running uh, intermediate routes, he's catching in traffic, he's making yards after the catch. So he's doing all the right things. Okay, this one, Gerald, thank you very much for the call. This one from Kelvin and Raymond. Uh, Kelvin says, uh, status on Huff. And, and whenever, I always get confused. I'm thinking, Huff, <laughs> yeah. no, no, that's Josh Huff he's talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kelvin wants to know about Josh Huff. Yeah, it was too bad. I mean, he's been working really hard in practice, and we feel like he could be a guy that uh, could really turn it on and, and do well for us and, and himself. We thought this was an opportunity um, to get him on. Uh, we thought we'd get a little bit more man this past week, so um, you know we were trying to get some matchups that would give uh, people problems, uh, especially their corners. They had two kind of new corners, and he just he only you know he lasted. I think he only got two or three plays, made a nice catch, but then got thrown on his shoulder. Uh, we'll see. I mean, it's it's an AC joint. It's certainly uh, it was just his pain. Um, it's not great, but we'll have to see how he how he does this week. But certainly was uh, not a situation we were looking for. I feel bad for him. You know, he's been waiting patiently, and he gets an opportunity, and ultimately right away he goes down with a shoulder injury. Yeah, that does suck. This one from Kevin, and Kevin says, uh, Hey, Coach, you quietly added an intriguing former linebacker from Washington named Azim Victor this week. I uh, think you're working him out as a defensive end behind the edge guy who could also drop into coverages with his 
speed. Just wondering if he is considered a bit of a project or if maybe a, a possible roster player in short order. He's, uh, yeah, we've had him here for, well, this is approaching three weeks now. Uh, the negative on all these guys you bring up, you miss training camp, you're way behind. And we do feel like he should have some uh, um, special teams value. Uh, I do think right now, obviously, uh, we've had all sorts of issues at end. He's got some pass rush ability now to play the rest of the game, something we had to work on. Um, he is naturally a linebacker. Um, so, I mean, if we get into a bind there, he might be able to, to help us out. So, you know, he had a chance to get on the roster. It was close. We went a different direction. If he keeps working and, and uh, keeps doing the right things, um, we tell our practice roster guys, uh, you do that, you will play at some point in this year, and you just got to be ready for your opportunity. This one from Dave, and Dave asks uh, if there's any worries that uh, Trey will start thinking pick first and forget about coverage. Well, all good, all good DBs guess. Um, they just don't do it on. They just don't guess uh, wrong too often. <laughs> but to be honest, they'll all get beat, and everybody. And you know, you'll see he's got great catch-up speed, but every single DB will get beat at some point. Um, you know, you just got to be smart and pick your spots when you're going to gamble and just play the system. So yeah, there's, there's you know, you you do ultimately when you're starting to feel it, you play a little more aggressive. Teams can take advantage of that. Just can't give them that every time. You just got to, you know, basically play possum with them a little bit. Make sure that, uh, you know, if you jump a route one time, the next couple times you don't jump that route. And uh, he's done a nice job of that. Of course, it is Stampede time, so uh, the team is on the road during Stampede. Uh, your next game is in Hamilton against the Tiger Cats, who got surprised by Montreal last week. Uh, what do you expect from uh, J- uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli and the Hamilton Tiger Cats on the weekend? They've got nine days. They've had a long break. They lost. I mean, if it was us, for sure, you're very owly. You're, you're definitely going to uh, – you can't wait to play that next game. Um, you know, when we've been playing them, they've been always very hard-fought, tough games. We've been able to, to come out on top on most of them. Um, but they've always been battles. We expect that to be the same. Super talented, a lot of speed, very aggressive physical team. Um, you know, with their coach, Orlando, in there now, a lot of weird – crazy defensive um, looks. Mark Washington's also added his flavor to that. So, yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised that Montreal got him. But what I think we got to realize is any team in the CFL can beat another team. And uh, if you're not basically, uh, you know, fully invested and you're not locked into what you're trying to do, you'll get beat. So, obviously, there's, uh, I'm sure, a bit of a wake-up call, but uh, we'll be ready to go. They'll be ready to go. should be a great game. Coach, we're out of time. Thanks so much for your time. You have a great week. Okay. Take care, guys. You betcha. Dave Dickinson, head coach of your Calgary Stampeders for Tom's House of Pizza. Hey, I've got tickets to give away to the next Stampeder home game versus Toronto Thursday, July the 18th. Tell you what, Nick Arbuckle was the offensive player of the game for Remax. Trey Roberson, the defensive player. Top special teams player selected by Greg Peterson was Renee Paredes. First correct caller that can tell me who was the top Canadian for Remax in our broadcast on Saturday night. First correct caller, you got the tickets to the Stamps and the Argos on 7 CHQR. Scattered clouds and 19 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good evening from Global News at 7.30. I'm Lynn Pelser. Some of the country's most powerful conservative premiers gathered in Calgary today for a meeting of like minds. Ontario's Doug Ford among the four premiers invited by Alberta's Jason Kenney to a stampede breakfast before getting down to business, strategizing to ensure their conservative, conservative ideas take center stage at the all-premiers meeting in Saskatoon. 
A 72-year-old man is dead after an industrial incident in Calgary on Monday. The man was reportedly trapped under a pile of steel. He died at the scene. His name has not been released. And a bear startled some diners in a popular Canmore restaurant when he tried to join them for a meal. The bear sadly face-planted on a closed glass inner door, the only barrier between him and some nervous patrons. He eventually strolled off, disappearing into some nearby woods. In Global News Calgary weather, overnight a chance of a shower or thunderstorm down to 10. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and cloud and 21. Right now, it's 19 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 8 o'clock. I'm Lynn Pelser.